Hello, and welcome to Becoming the Best Version of You podcast with Dina Robinson. You know, as women, we are constantly helping others while trying to evolve and reach our own goals and simultaneously juggle a million different things. It can be exhausting and so challenging that we give up at becoming the best version of ourselves. Join me in exploring ways we can work at igniting and becoming the best version of ourselves because it already is inside each and every one of you. We're going to talk about money, relationships, health and wellness, mindset, goal setting, parenting, faith, and so much more. Let's get started. Hey, BBVUs, Dina Robinson coming to you on our very first episode of Becoming the Best Version of You. I am really excited about this year, and I hope that you guys are excited too. We've been through a lot in 2020, but you know what? We are going to make the best of our situation, and we are going to all do better for 2021, be better, and we are going to start off with becoming the best version of you, of ourselves. This is an ongoing process. You know, it's something that we continue to do each and every day. We must continue to grow and with growth comes fresh starts. I always look at each day as a new beginning. And I hope that you guys, if you don't look at it as a new beginning, that you try to begin looking at each day as a new beginning. We have to let go of what happened yesterday, good or bad, and just keep looking forward and pressing forward and stop looking in the rearview mirror because we won't ever become the best version of ourselves if we continue to look back and not move forward. So I hope that you see this as a new fresh start for you, a new year, a new week, a new day, a new month, whatever it is, it's new and it gives you an opportunity to do better, to be better than you were before. So let's talk about becoming the best version of you. And that is of you, not your neighbor, (laughs) not anyone in your family that you may admire. You know, it's great to admire people and think that they're, you know, doing great at life and you may want to take notes of what people are doing and that's fine. But just always remember that the best version of you is you. Okay. And no one else, because you are really, um, you're you and, and there's, there's no other duplicate of you, if that makes sense. Um, I know I'm trying to find a word, but it's not coming to my mind right now, but you are the best version of you. And so we just want to, to just do better. And I have a couple of ideas that I've been thinking about and pondering over on how I can become the best version of myself. And I'd like to share those with you um, all today. Because, you know, when you think about it, when you look at other people's lives, especially in the world of social media, we kind of sometimes can get caught up very easily in looking how looking at how people have um grown in their own right and have become the best version of themselves. And we aspire to be like those individuals. And there's nothing wrong with that, but just like a good recipe that may be passed down to you from a friend or a relative, there's nothing wrong with tweaking it to make it your own. So maybe the recipe didn't come with adding bell peppers or adding onions or garlic. And I'm really, I really love my seasonings. And so I always add more seasonings and just a little bit more garlic to my food because I love garlic and onions. So there's nothing wrong with taking a an already good recipe and making it your own by adding the things that you like. And so that's also a great thing to do when you're looking at other people is to just pick and choose what you like from what they're doing and make it your own. <clears throat> so, excuse me, the first thing I'd like to talk about is knowing what you want. That is like, whoo, 
probably a big one. And that's why I want to start with that first. Because do we ever really know what we want in life? Do we ever really know what we want to do? What we want to accomplish? Chances are it takes us a long time to figure that out. And even when we do figure it out, we're still not happy with it, at least for myself, speaking for myself. But what I like to to look at knowing what you want is work at finding your passion, which I think sort of puts things in a, in a better perspective because what you want and what you're passionate about are sort of the same. But I think when you look at it as finding what you're passionate about, it's easier to find because it's all about the feeling that you get, right? It's what makes you happy. It's what drives you and what it's what makes you get up every day and keep pushing. It's that passion. Um, Passion is defined as a strong and barely controllable emotion and intense desire or enthusiasm for something. So if you take the time to yourself, like devote some time, carve out, I don't know, five minutes, 10 minutes a day, or whatever you can spare or more to yourself to just start thinking about what brings you joy, what brings you peace. What brings you fulfillment without any monetization? Reason I say not to attach money to your passion is so that money isn't your driving force. Because a lot of times we can do what we're passionate about, but there's no money connected to it in the beginning. And maybe sometimes for years. (laughs) Um, But the money will come. And once you have figured out what your passion is, start to practice your passion, start to put it into use again, even if there's no money coming in, because once you start practicing your passion, um, for example, let's say that you determine that your passion is cooking or baking. Let's say baking, because I love sweets. Um, let's say your passion is baking. And whenever you bake, say when the holidays come around or maybe your child's birthday or, you know, your friend asks you to make your, your favorite cookies or her favorite cookies for her. And when you start baking, you get this feeling that overwhelms you almost like you're in the kitchen, you know, you have all your ingredients, you have your little apron on, and it just makes you feel really peaceful. It makes you feel fulfilled. It brings a joy to your heart and soul. Most likely that's your passion. It's something that you really, really, really enjoy doing. And not not only do you enjoy doing it, but you're really good at it. Like you're, you're, your desserts come out so tasteful, right? So delicious. And that's why people keep asking you to make them, right? And so, but you never gave it any thought that that's something that you could monetize or that's something that you could do full time. You just enjoy doing it. So if let's say that's your passion, anyone out there who likes to bake and and starts to feel peaceful and joy and fulfilled when they're doing it, why don't you start practicing that? You know, maybe start baking more sharing with your neighbors. Maybe your kids are in soccer or basketball or some sport. Start showing up, you know, to the games with cookies or muffins. Um, when we open up, I don't know if by the time this, this podcast comes out, if, you know, our kids are out playing um, sports again, but even so you can still share with your neighbors, you know, pack them up and leave them on the doorstep and just let them know that you left them a tasty package and start that way. And then you never know what that might turn into. 
you know, maybe start posting pictures of, of your accomplishments, your baking accomplishments online, on social media. And you just never know where that may go. But it all started because you were doing what you were passionate about and sharing it with others, right? Sharing and giving because that's where it, that's where it starts for a lot of people. So you want to find your passion and then start sharing it, sharing your passion and practicing your passion um, in whatever it is that you figured out that would be. Another thing that I that I think is also an important aspect of our journey is embracing the fears. Because when you're on your journey to becoming the best version of you and continuing to become the best version of you, there are lots of fears and pitfalls and things that happen or things that we don't want to do. Like, you know, baking, if that's your passion, you may be afraid to do that and share it with others. But we have to get past that. Because a lot of times that fear comes from a fear of failure. So two things are certain on this journey of life that we're definitely going to face fear and we're definitely going to fail. I guarantee you that. That's just, that's going to happen maybe a dozen times or more. How we react to these two certainties of life is what will make us or break us. There's nothing wrong with fear. I, I believe and I, I think you'll agree that fear is a natural instinct, but you know the term do it afraid. I'm sure you've all heard of that, which we'll talk about um, this year as well. Well, sometimes you just have to push through the fear and all of that. Now, what you're willing to push through is up to you. You have to adjust your fear gauge because we all have a fear gauge and on how far that you're willing to push that needle. There's always fear on any journey. Failure is also a certainty. So we have tons of successful inventors who failed numerous times, but kept at it until they got it right. And thanks to their failures and they and their continuation of, of moving forward and, and trying over and over again, we have great things that we use today. You know, the automobile, the light, um, the vacuum cleaner. You know, a lot of those inventors failed many, many, many times, but they kept getting up and they kept trying. So we have to expect the failures and, but like I tell my son, learn from them and move on. So going back to uh, gauging our fears, I want to, I have an example, not a real life example, but just like an example of the ocean. So I'm a Pisces, I love water, but I'm not the greatest swimmer, okay? And I am afraid of like the ocean. I don't think it's smart for someone who, especially like myself, who's not a, a strong swimmer to just decide I'm going to go out and swim to the middle of the ocean. That is a fear that I'm not willing to push through. Um, and I wouldn't recommend that for anyone because, you know, the ocean is very powerful and, you know, it, it can be dangerous. But gauging your fear, you know, baking, and if you're good at it, but you're afraid to share with others because maybe you're afraid of the feedback. Maybe you're afraid that people won't like it the way your family likes your baking. Push through it. You know, maybe start with a relative, you know, not an immediate family member that lives with you, but maybe a cousin or an aunt or an uncle or, you know, and, or maybe your best friend and move past those fears of sharing your passion. You know, because if we don't try, guess what? You'll never succeed. You'll never become the best version of you if you don't keep trying and pushing that that fear gauge. Just, just keep pushing that needle a little bit more and a little bit more each and every time. I'm not saying get in the ocean because that's dangerous, 
but just figure out your comfort level and then push it a little more, just a little bit more. You know, 2020 was a heck of a year. And you know, what helped me get through 2020, and I think as I even get older, as I as I age gracefully, I find myself with more, having more gratitude. You know, I think that when we're younger, we look at our lives and the things in our lives and the places we want to be and the things we want to accomplish as everything. And we move so quickly in our younger years that we fail to look at what's right in front of us and to be thankful for the things and the people that we have in our lives versus not looking at those things and those people and wishing we had more, if that makes sense to you. So on that note, one of my favorite quotes is, um, a friend of mine said it online, she posted this and she said, the secret to having it all is knowing that you already do. And that just really, really, really stuck with me because I think that we kind of take for granted what and who we have in our present day, in our presence, let's say presence, for granted. And, you know, I think if we take more time to be thankful and speak gratitude, show gratitude. I know it made me feel a lot better. You know, when days were rough in 2020, um, and not just in my personal life, but you know, the news was very depressing at times. And so, you know, watching what people were going through, watching what was going on in our own country and around the world, and sometimes in our own cities, it kind of got really depressing and it made me sad. And so it, it brought upon fear. You know, I became afraid of what could happen to me, to my family, to my life, to our lives. And I had to, you know, reach down into my faith, of course, in prayer, and to also just start being thankful for what I had right in front of me. And that made me feel better. I mean, a lot better. I mean, just like a hundred fold better. <laughs> I can't even express it um, in words how much better it made me feel. But, you know, I think if we just kind of put things into perspective and remind ourselves that just being healthy and, and I don't even mean like, you know, Olympic healthy. <laughs> I mean, just being alive, having a job, having food to eat, having a roof over our head, you know, that for me was like everything. And that was more than enough. And so it humbled me. And I think that when we are humbled, we put things into perspective and the perspective makes us better. Okay, and that is all about, you know, getting um, a hold on to our life and looking at what is in front of us versus, you know, what we desire, what we want. And there's nothing wrong with dreaming and wanting and having desires. But I think sometimes when when life dishes out, you know, some things like 2020, there are days where we really have to like stop and think about what we have versus what we want and what we desire. And it, like I said, it really helped me. So I think having gratitude helps raise your energy when you're in a slump and when you're down. It did for me. And it, it gave me it gave me a boost of energy. It really did. And when I really um, stopped and looked at things in my life and people in my life that I was so thankful to have um, and my own life, just being alive, really. So, you know, gratitude is so important in your on your journey to becoming the best version of you and to always have gratitude. Um, and I think that also will help with finding your passion, right? Because 
Again, sometimes the things that are right in front of you, you do every day, you know, and you just don't really stop to grasp the feeling that it gives you in doing what it is that you're doing. You know, like I said, you may bake for your family every Friday, but you never really stop and think about it because, you know, it's something that you just do. So, you know, stopping and and realizing what's in front of you, showing gratitude for it, you will also may find your passion, which can lead to so many other options for you. Another idea that I have, well, you know, it's not, these are these are my ideas, but these are just things that I've, you know, I on my journey, I, I'm reading more and I'm learning more. And so I want to bring this knowledge and share with you all what I have come across that has helped me um, and that I'm even still working on. You know, these are things that I even still work on, but I know that they help me. And so I just want to share these these little golden nuggets that I feel are golden nuggets with you and believing in yourself. You know, it sometimes people in the world can be so very cruel and the, the world will knock you down. The world will spit you out and um, eat you up and spit you out. So believing in yourself is so cru- crucial on your journey because as you're on your journey, you need to stay aware of where you're going, where you want to be, and not let anything or anyone detour you, distract you, trip you up. You know, and and people and moments in life may do that. And it's not just always people like 2020 could have tripped a lot of people up. Right. You're on your journey. You're like, okay, I found my passion. I'm showing gratitude. I'm doing all these things and I am ready to start that baking business. I am ready to to, you know, open up my doors and start selling my baked goods. And then 2020 happens. And then you're like, okay, I don't think I can do that now because, you know, we have a lot going on in the world and people probably aren't going to want to buy um, my cookies or my cakes or my, or my muffins. So I'm just not going to do it. Okay. You have to believe in yourself. You have to, con- you know, continue to be confident. And I think most importantly, have faith. And so having that confidence and believing in yourself is crucial to becoming the best version of you because how can you be your best if you don't believe in yourself? How can you be your best if you don't believe in yourself? And that can be in anything. That can be in sticking with a diet, sticking with a routine, whatever that routine is, sticking with something, you know, believing that you can accomplish anything and everything and be anything and everything is very, very, very important. And I also want to remind you that we are children of God and God doesn't make mistakes. You are perfectly made and you have everything you need to accomplish what you want to accomplish. So believe in yourself. But while you're believing in yourself, remember too that procrastination is not a good thing. (laughs) Let me tell you. I am the, I can be the queen of procrastination, especially with Netflix, you know, with 2020, we all learned how to Netflix and chill, right? Even if we never did. And that can be so addicting because when you get caught up on a series, like I watched, let's see, what was the show I watched? Um, oh my goodness. I can't even think of the names. The river, river wild, I think was one. I hope I'm saying the right thing. 
And why do they have to have like, I don't know, five seasons? And so like in a weekend, I just kept pressing next and next and next when I knowing I had a ton of things I had to do, right? A ton of things that I could be doing and, and accomplishing. Um, but I procrastinated because I wanted to Netflix and chill with this series. And, you know, they had five series, so I just had to keep watching them. Um, but, you know, you have to just push through those urges where you want to not do what the thing is that you know you need to be doing. So when I started this podcast, I had a lot of stops and starts, starts and stops, starts and stops. And it's something that I had been wanting to do. It was an urge that I felt and believed came from God. And therefore I knew it was one of the things that I was purposed to do because we all have a voice and some of us have more to say than others. But for those who don't have as much to say may have other ways of contributing to the world, right? And so I really felt this urging feeling to just start doing it and to act on it. But then there were times where I didn't, you know, I procrastinated because, oh, let me just watch one more episode and then another episode, right? And it just kept adding and adding. Next thing you knew, it was Sunday night and it was time to get ready for the next day. So we talk ourselves out of things as well. How many times have you had a strong urge to do something, but you talked yourself out of it or told yourself you need to get ready or you need X, Y, and Z to start it? Or simply put, you just you just didn't do it because it just you you had that fear. You weren't motivated to do it. Or you just talked yourself out of it. I'm guilty of it all. So we have to stop letting fear um, and our minds stop us from doing what we're called to do. And, you know, a lot of times that's just defined as procrastination. But I think sometimes it's even deeper than procrastination. It's just that fear that I don't want to start that because what if I fail? I don't want to do this because what if it doesn't work out? But if you just keep pushing and pushing yourself past the fear, you can do it. And when it comes to, you know, doing the things that we like to do, vegging out in front of the TV or, you know, that's my thing. So I don't know what your guys' thing is, but my thing is like watching TV. So it's okay to watch TV. We deserve that time. But do we deserve a whole weekend (laughs) of like six seasons of something? No, we don't. That's going over the top. So maybe, you know, tell yourself, I'm going to watch two episodes I'm going to, I'm going to give myself an hour or maybe 30 minutes and then I'm turning it off and I'm doing something productive. Okay. We have to set limits and boundaries on our road to becoming the best version of ourselves. Everything has to be balanced, right? I know some people talk about not having balance. You can call it whatever you want, but for me, if I'm going to spend five or six hours a day watching Netflix, I need some balance. <laughs> I need to put some some restraints on my activity, my watching of TV activity. So we have to get past that and keep moving forward to become the best version of ourselves. You know, one of the things that I tell my son, um, he's very uh, competitive with himself, which I think is a good thing, but sometimes he can be down on himself when he doesn't you know, maybe get an A. Okay, you got a B plus. Why are you tripping? Like, why? There's nothing wrong with a B plus. You are getting way better grades than I ever did, you know, in junior high school. So straight A's, okay, all A's and one B or all A's. I don't, I don't get it, but that's how the kids are nowadays, I think. Um, but we have to stop with the negative self-talk. 
And, you know, I tell my son that all the time, that there's going to be enough people in the world that are going to come down on you or going to, you know, speak down to you. So you don't need to be that person. You need to speak life into yourself. Um, And if you know, if you tell yourself that you can't, guess what? You won't. If you put yourself down, then that's how you will feel. You're going to feel down. You want to breathe life into into yourself. You want to speak life into yourself each and every day, not just in the morning, you know, as an affirmation, but throughout the day, you're speaking life into yourself. Tell yourself what you can do and what you will do. See yourself living out your passion to the fullest. Write down in the present tense what you are doing and what you are successful at. And even if you haven't, you know, achieved what you're writing down. For example, I am enjoying my time in the Caribbean. I'm not in the Caribbean, (laughs) but I'm speaking life into myself because even though, you know, we've been on lockdown for so many months, I can see myself in the Caribbean. I can see myself at St. Thomas on a, on a white sandy beach, you know, in the sun where people are moving, you know, to and fro around me and no one's wearing masks and we're all living this great life. I can see myself there, but I'm not there. So it's okay to write your dreams down and your aspirations, even if you just think them to yourself. Maybe you don't have a pen and paper handy, but it's okay to do that in the present tense. It's kind of fun too. So, you know, (laughs) I think that helps. And while you're doing that, you know, a lot of people, um, I like the secret. I really do. A lot of people think of that as affirmations, but for me, I think of it that God is listening and he's hearing you. So he's going to bless you with those things in his time. Maybe not tomorrow, maybe not next month, but in, in his time, he definitely will. And this brings me back to a story that I'd like to share is when I was a little girl, I used to ride my bike around new housing developments. That just was my thing. And still to this day, you know, I love new housing developments. I like to go look at the model homes. And there was this two-story gray house that I absolutely loved. And every chance that I had, I would, that I had, I would go and I would ride over to it. And I would even like get off my bike and I would walk inside and, you know, before it was, they had a door up and stuff. (laughs) I wasn't breaking in and um, I would do that. And it wasn't until a couple of years ago that I remembered that house. And, you know, it was one of those moments where I was taking five or 10 minutes or longer, just thinking about what my passion was, like a time in my life where I felt fulfilled, where I felt peace, where I felt joy. And those were one of those times was looking at that two-story gray house. Well, as I was thinking about this, it hit me. I realized, wait a second, I have a two-story gray house. Well, you know, it's kind of grayish blue. (laughs) Um, But nevertheless, it's a two-story grayish blue house. It almost looks gray. And so my point is, is that speaking and thinking your goals into existence actually works. Sometimes we don't even realize that it has worked because we're not taking that time to take inventory of the things that we have, you know, because sometimes the things that we have were spoken into existence 10 years ago, 20 years ago, 30 years ago, but we don't really think of it that way. We just think, oh, I have a house. Well, wait a minute. One of my dream houses was a two-story gray house and boom, there you have it. 
So don't be afraid to dream and to dream big and to speak those things into existence and to stop with the negative talk because that is not going to get you anywhere. Um, So in addition to stopping the negative talk, the other thing that's important when we're on the subject of negativity is taking inventory of your circle. So is your circle fanning your flames or are they trying to put them out? So you know how to recognize the difference and don't be afraid to put some distance between the fire extinguishing friends and family um, and those who are actually fanning your flames, those who are encouraging you because you need a circle of positive reinforcement on your journey and not a circle of quickstand. Okay, so it's important to have people that are supporting you. So when you tell your friend, you know what, I've been baking these cookies, my neighbors love them, you know, they ask me to cater their events sometimes, and I'm thinking about, you know, taking it a step further and putting my, you know, my baking on social media. And so you have friend A who says, you know what, I think that's a really great idea. You know, I have a friend that might be able to help with some of your marketing, or I have a friend who sells these really cute baggies. Then you have friend B who says, you know what, I don't think that's a smart idea. You know, right now the economy is bad. People aren't going to want to buy your cookies. Like why would they want to spend money on cookies? And you know, don't you have to have a license or something? You know, that friend B is just saying everything to detour you from starting your business. She's not, he or she is not fanning your flame. It's not fanning your or supporting your goals and your ambitions and your aspirations. I'm not saying to drop that friend. Maybe you don't tell that friend your ideas. You know, you just keep it on a chill level on just like a, you know, this is the friend that we spend time and, you know, we laugh and we talk about everything else except my dreams and aspirations. Because I know if I share my dreams and aspirations with that person, it's going to go in a whole different direction and bring me down. So I speak those things to friend A because that friend A is supportive. And not only is friend A supportive, but friend A is such a great friend that he or she even shares the pros and cons with you. Not just the good, but maybe some cons. Like, oh, well, do you have enough baking sheets to accomplish your goals? You know, make sure you have that. But that friend is always fanning your flames. So those are the ones you want in your midst, okay? So last but not least, I want to talk about faith and God, because you can't become the very best version of you, of yourself, without having faith, because God is the one who created us. And again, as I mentioned earlier, he doesn't make mistakes. He did not make a mistake when he created you or me. And one scripture that I like is Ephesians 2.10 of the New Living Bible that says, for we are God's masterpiece. And if he woke you up this, this day, he certainly isn't done with you yet. And that's my spin on it. That if he hasn't, if he's woken you up today, he isn't done with you yet. And so you don't be done with yourself yet. You keep going because he has equipped you with everything that you need to fulfill his plan and purpose for you. To know your passion, to find your passion. What brings you joy? What brings you peace? What brings you fulfillment? That is your passion. Take the time in your day to sit with yourself. And think about the moments in your life. It's not just one moment. It's not just one thing. Think about the moments in your life that brought you peace, that brought you joy, that brought you fulfillment. Chances are that is still with you. That is your passion. 
I thank you for listening on our first podcast, episode one, Becoming the Best Version of You. And I will chat with you next week. Take care and have a wonderful, productive week in becoming the best version of you.